3: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living live, Like It Matters. This is your hour of power. This is the one time that we work on the one organ in our body that never has to deteriorate. And boy, if I could choose that organ, but it's the mind, it's the brain, that's the organ never has to deteriorate. It has unlimited plasticity. But uh if you don't use it, you will lose it. And uh tonight I go into class, uh Team 238, uh here in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Uh man's incredible. Uh we had 14 people, uh and then we were down to thirteen. And last night a a guy who's been running from our class from one of our clients, uh He's been running from our class, not sending enrollment form in, and uh, called him up last night and uh, found out why. He was just uh, ready to attack, would want anything but to go to our training, doesn't know anything about it, has eight people in his company who's changed their life, including their CEO, uh, and yet uh, he's running. He's afraid. Uh, he's afraid of uh, what he's going to have to face. He's afraid of what he's going to have to deal with. Uh, and so, you know, I get stirred up right before class. You know because I have to uh, uh push people push people to confront themselves, push people to confront their pain, push people to to realize that they've been accepting good enough g o o d n u f f good enough to get by, good enough for government work, good enough for tenure, good enough that she doesn't walk out the door and leave a note on the wall and take the children with her g o o d n u f f and we coast And we're we're basically half-conscious. We're unconscious, going through life. And my class is the Fiery Furnace, and this is what I've been doing for 30 years. You can go to likeitmatters.net. This is why I do my radio show. I want to awaken people. I want to give them a little shock therapy. Because we are going downhill uh, in a car that has no brakes uh, with a bridge out sign. And we're going full speed. Uh, And if you notice just now, I was listening to something. uh, Parents directed New York Times podcast claiming people were caught off guard by teenage mental health crisis. There's a massive teenage mental health crisis. And now the left is pretending like nobody knew about it. Shut down the schools, scare kids to death. Put masks on them. Tell them to stay home. Tell them all this stuff. Start sexualizing our kids at five years old. Teaching them that all white people are evil and all black people are victims. And that, hey, if you're a little confused at six years old, maybe it's because you're the wrong sex. And, hey, we're going to go ahead and let you dress up as the opposite sex and change your clothes and actually use a different name at school. But we won't tell your parents. Oh, my gosh. You don't see. How all this that's going on is creating mental health? Why does this matter? Because I want to talk about this concept called constant and never-ending improvement. This is what we're called to. Even the good book says that. The good book says that we are called to be holy. Do you know what holy means? Holy means set apart. A lot of people think holy is about behavior. But it really is about a mindset first and the behavior follows. Set apart. See, our sign should be under construction. When someone comes up to you and asks you what your sign is, it shouldn't be stop, yield, or go. It shouldn't be whatever the signs of the what is it, the, the Virgo, Aquarius, Libra, the, the horoscope. What if your sign was under construction? We're going to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. And when we make our sign under construction, we set ourselves apart to become the best version of ourselves. And so today I want to talk about this this phrase called self-actualization. You know, last week I did a show, uh, Hello Me, It's Me. And I kind of brushed, kind of led up to the self-actualization, but I really wanted to get in depth on it. And today I thought I'd do that before I go into class. Because tonight I'm going to challenge people. Tonight I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring some passion. I'm going to bring a narrow path. And self-actualization is the realization or fulfillment of one's ta- talents and potentialities. In other words... To become self-actualized is to become the best possible person. And so today, I want to use the duck test. You know the duck test. If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. In other words, it's evidence that demands a verdict. So we got to figure out what does a self-actualized person look like? What does one sound like? And what does one act like? But first, I want to share with you because I'm stirred up. Man, last night talking to this guy and uh, got me stirred up. The guy was telling, man, your company loves you, man. They believe in you. And man, I said, are you married? Yeah. Do it for your wife. Uh, to be a better husband. Oh, you got kids? Yeah. How many got two? Do it for them. And he goes, well, uh, that's why I have a problem because your liability release form says that you could take my life and there's no legal recourse. And so why would I do that to my wife? So do you hear why he's not going? Because he loves his wife so much that he doesn't want us to kill him, and then his wife can't sue us to get money to pay her bills because we killed her husband. Here's a company that's been in business for 30 years. By referral only, we have no sales force. We change lives. He's with a company who his CEO went, who his boss went, who eight other people went, come back, change lives, better marriages, better walks with God, better mindsets, better mental health. But his belief is we're going to hurt him. You can't trust the company. Oh, no, someone's going to hurt me over. I need to be able to sue you. Bitter, hateful, twisted person. I told his boss, that guy might be a good employee right now. But he just told you that he's not all in for the team. He just told you that he has excuses for everything. He just told you that he's going to look out for him. He just told you when things get tight, he's not going to be there. He just showed you and told you more about him than I don't care how long he's worked for you. And when tough times get tough, you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. And so at some point, that's going to come out, and he's going to sue them. He's going to file a complaint against them. He's going to justify screwing them over because he's the victim, and he just wants to do the right thing. This is how twisted we are. And as you can tell, I get passionate about it, which brings me to one of my favorite poems I ever wrote years ago, decades ago. I am love. I am desire. I make you toss and turn at night, keeping you from sleep and yet not tired. I am fear, I am anger, I can be rage. You can experience me in love, laughter, happiness, and at any age. I was there in Auschwitz, I was there in Rome, I was at the Sistine Chapel. I am in too few a home. It was I that sent a man to the moon, it was I that freed the slaves, it was I who fought the two world wars and buried many men in their graves. It was because of me that Christ went to Jerusalem. It was because of me that women won the right to vote. It was because of me that our founding fathers wrote the Constitution and we defended it since, fighting battles from coast to coast. With or without me, things will get done. If you have me not, life can lose meaning, substance, purpose, and be of little fun. If you are lucky enough to possess me, then you shall be rewarded. For you, sir or ma'am, have found passion, and the difference you make will be forever recorded. See, passion's the fuel. Passion's the fuel that keeps us going. And if you want to be the best version of yourself, and if you want to become self-actualized, if you want to be a peak performer, then you've got to don the sign under construction. It's all about constant, never-ending improvement. How do you become a better version of yourself? How do you create a better vision? How do you clean up things from the past that have been holding you back? How do you reprogram? Because by the time a child is five years old, the majority of their map realities reality is in place. And so we put together a structure of belief systems that got us through our childhood. The problem is that was 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, and yet we've never revisited those belief systems. And everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. So today, I want to challenge your beliefs. What are you here for? Are you working to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today? Are you working to be self-actualized? I am Black. We'll be right back after these commercials.
4: That's likeitmatters.net.
0: Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey
1: app.
4: Dad, guess what? What?
3: Hi, I'm Anthony Commerce with Commerce Water. Let us build you a long-lasting, high-efficiency water softener. If you contact us now, you'll get $400 off our new wet technology water softener. Do it right the first time. Contact Comers.com. welcome back to like it matters radio radio like it matters inspiration education and application i am black and tonight in dallas fort worth we will start with 11 people in team 238 you know it's interesting because it'll start off as 11 people 11 individuals who walk into a hotel meeting room tonight and a lot of them be scared a lot of them will be unsure. A lot of them are going to have to trust the process, going to have to trust people. You know, God says it's impossible to please Him without faith. And faith is a belief system. And faith always requires a gap. And what the gap is is this that you believe what the Bible tells you, even when your flesh tells you something different. That you believe what God says, even when that voice in your head tells you the opposite. That you believe what God says. Even when the people in your life tell you something different. See, that's faith. And trust is very similar to faith. matter of fact, faith and trust can be interchanged. To trust in God is to have faith in God. And that means you act as if. And so tonight, a lot of people are going to act as if. It's scary. It's the fiery furnace. I put a lot of pressure on people. I got 48 hours to change people's lives. Uh, And that's impossible. I love the impossible. I get to experience it every weekend. Uh, and uh, my phone's lighting up a little bit, uh, likeitmatters.net. That's where you check it out. I've got a couple of you asking, likeitmatters.net. I'll be in class tonight. It's too late to get in this class tonight. It's closed. Well, I do have a class October uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, November will be in Dallas, and we'll close out the year December 1 through 3 uh, in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, so you've got three more opportunities, and it is life-changing. And it really is about becoming self-actualized. And people are so into excuses nowadays. People are told to stay home if you got a sniffle. Boy, when I grow up, I mean, I lost two people. One guy because he's scared to death of uh, something. He's running from something. Maybe he's worried about his wife cheating on him. Uh, he's afraid to leave town with her if we're gone for a couple of days because she's he's in a dead marriage. She's not happy, and he's she's he's worried about her cheating on him. I mean, I've heard people tell me that later. So it's who knows, but I do know this, this guy's missing out on a great opportunity. And then a lady who goes to a church I attend currently, uh, gave her a class and I picked up all the costs. I was at Bible study last night at church. She wasn't there. I'm like, okay, she must be resting up this morning. She called my wife and said, uh, she's got a little sore throat and all that. She's not coming. $2,000 class. No big deal. Saved me some money, but this would change this woman's life. Everything will be different. God would meet her and clean up some things, but yet we let fear, we let excuses. You know, I used to believe that people were looking for a reason why, but they're not. They're looking for reasons why not. See, last night when I called this gentleman at 9 o'clock at night, 9.30 at night, almost 10 o'clock at night, his boss thought I would be sleeping. No, no. I told him, Jed, no, I'm I'm not sleeping. But I called this guy at at almost 10 o'clock at night, my time. His boss was talking to him from a football game he was coaching. This is how much they believe in him. And the guy wasn't looking for a reason to go. He was looking for a reason not to go. And at some point, because of my passion, he said, see, you're attacking me, uh, that's it. You just gave me a reason not to go. You answered my question, I'm not going, cause you're attacking me. I felt like saying, put your big boy pants on. What bathroom do you use? Do you use the men's room or the women's room? It's like, man, man, what happened to men? Grow some skin, man. Put your big boy pants on. I, I feel like I should publicly apologize to women out there. There's been an effective war on men over the last three, four decades, and it's a very effective. All, all masculinity must be gone. We have to become effeminate. You have to shut up and be quiet. You have to put your girly pants on. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Men, start acting like men. Be strong in the faith. Love strongly. Live strongly make a difference, become self-actualized. And that's what we're talking about today. That's what this is all about. We're only partially man. i mean, in the fall of the Garden of Eden. You know, Jesus Christ is fully man, fully God. Think about that. Fully man. He missed that part. Fully man and fully God. He had to. He had to bring a man into the equation since man kept screwing it up from Adam to Jacob, to even Abraham, to all of them, David, they all screwed up. So God had to come down and take on the form of man and God so that he can be the proper mediator between both because man wasn't good enough and he still loves us enough. And see, since that time, God's been working to get us back to that Edenic type of relationship where we're walking with God in the beautiful garden where all of our needs are met, where of joy and happiness and beauty. And see, what we got to do is work to be better each day. You know, George Bernard Shaw, the famous writer near the end of his life, was with a group of reporters. I tell this story all the time because it's so powerful. If you've heard it before, listen to it for the first time. George Bernard Shaw was with a group of uh, reporters. And one of them posed the question, hey, George, if you could live your life all over again and be anybody you wanted to be, who would you be? And he thought about it for a moment. He said, you know what? If I could be anybody I wanted to be, I would be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. What if Zocomal is living to his full potential, without his fear, without the doubt, without limiting belief systems, without taking his chains of pain from his past and bringing them to other people's future? That's what self-actualization does. And so self-actualization excuse me is defined as the realization or fulfillment of one's talents and potentiality. Remember Abraham Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs? Well, self-actualization is the highest level of psychological development where personal potential is fully realized. But remember, it's only after basic bodily and ego needs have been fulfilled. So from Wikipedia, that's the, the, the in man's encyclopedia, self-actualization in Maslow's hierarchy of needs is the highest level of psychological development where personal potential is fully realized. Self-actualization was actually coined, just so you know, by organismic, wow, organismic, that's interesting, organismic theorist Kurt Goldstein for the motive to realize one's full potential. The tendency to actualize itself as fully as possible is the drive of self-actualization. But it was Carl Rogers who wrote, The Curative Force in Psychotherapy, Man's Tendency to Actualize Himself, to become his potentialities, to express and activate all the capacities of the organism. Isn't that incredible? So Maslow defines self-actualization to be self-fulfillment, namely the tendency for the individual to become actualized in what he is potentially. And that's what I love about our training. Because I take people wherever they are, wherever they come in at that point in their life, in regard to their leadership skills in their life, and they advance to a whole new level in 48 hours. Now, they swear when it's all said and done that it's been two weeks, because I teach people how to focus. I get people in the now moment. I get them to a state of focus that my brother, who's the 10th degree black belt, uh, doesn't get his black belt students in a year. It's intense. Why? Because the way I do my training. And so the tendency might be phrased as a desire to become more and more what one is, to become everything that one is capable of becoming. And that's what I do in my training. Self-actualization is growth-motivated rather than deficiency-motivated. Very, very, very important because we had people like Freud. You know, uh, Sigmund Freud was always dealing with people's problems. Everything was problems. And he took it from a broken perspective. And see, Maslow changed the focus. Instead of focusing on what goes wrong with people like Freud did, Maslow wanted to focus on human potential and how we fulfill that potential. Maslow stated that human motivation is based on people seeking fulfillment and change through personal growth. Self-actualized people are those who are fulfilled and doing all they are capable of doing. It refers to the person's desire for self-fulfillment, namely to the tendency for him or her to become actualized in what he is potentially. That's the exciting thing. What if? To act as if. And that's why people seem to have a life change in my class. Because I expand their thinking. I open their heart up. I teach them how do they think and how they create experience and how they process and how they have more control over their life than they realize. I teach them that between the stimulus and the response, there's a space, and in that space is our power and our freedom. See, it was Carl Rogers who described self-actualization as a continuous lifelong process whereby an individual's self-concept is maintained and enhanced via reflection and reinterpretation of various experiences. Don't you hear? He's talking about reframing. Carl Rogers, when well, he didn't even know the term, NLP wasn't even created until the 70s. This was in 1951. Talks about enabling individual to recover, change, and develop. According to Rogers, the human organism has an underlying actualizing tendency. See, Carl Rogers believed that for a person to achieve self-actualization, they must be in a state of congruence. I use that word all the time, and so many people are incongruent. They say one thing, but they do something different. This means that self-actualization occurs when a person's ideal self, in other words, who they would like to be, is congruent with their actual behavior, in other words, their self-image. See, for Rogers, a person who is in the process of self-actualizing, actively exploring potentials and abilities and experiencing a match between real and ideal selves, is a fully functioning person. Think about that. Becoming a fully functioning person means that the individual moves towards being knowingly and acceptingly the process which he inwardly and actually is. Think about that. They move away from what they are not, from being a facade, and what they're trying to be more than what they are, with the attendant feelings of insecurity or bombastic defensiveness. I deal with that all the time. When I put pressure on people, they get defensive. They block an attack. Because they're used to not being enough. They're told they're not enough. They're not good enough. They're not tall enough. They're not smart enough. That's not what I'm telling you. I'm actually telling you're way better than that. Pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. And hit again. Don't take things personal. Don't keep a record wrong. This is what the Bible tells us. You got to realize that fully functioning people are in touch with their own feelings and abilities and are able to trust their innermost urges and intuitions. Think about it. To become fully functioning, a person needs unconditional positive regard from others, especially their parents in childhood. And since most people don't receive that, then it needs to be recreated. These conditions of worth create incongruity within the self, between the real self, how the person is acting, and the ideal self, how they think they should or want to be. That's what I do in my training. And after the break, we're going to get the duck test. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. So what are those qualities of self-actualized people? I'm Black. We'll be right back. This is
5: a fully functional babe layer. Chicks are helpless against its powers. Take a listen to these words about like it matters leadership awakening from a recent attendee.
6: Leadership awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional communication training to to how to hold a fork. It, the The leadership awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge
0: The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them
4: better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, and we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools.
0: The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family.
4: Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
1: Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and today we start Leadership Awakening Team 238 in Dallas-Fort Worth. You know, uh, at least 11 people's lives will be changed, 11 students, but we had 14 at one point. Uh, Last night, we had 13, and we had one chicken back out, and then we had one person have a good excuse for being a little scratchy in their throat, so couldn't go today. So we got three people whose Thursday, Friday, and Saturday will be no different than every other day before that. But those 11 people that chose to commit to the process, that chose the process of self-actualization, those people, their life will be forever changed. And it's just 40 hours. And see, that's the one thing I've learned walking with, you know, 15,000 people at an intimate level. That a lot of us make choices and we back out on things and we don't know what we missed. The only people that know what we missed are the people that showed up to what we were supposed to show up to and did what we were supposed to do. But let's be honest. I've ran from things in my past. You've ran from things in your past. And I'm going to ask you this. Are you run from the best possible version of yourself? Are you running from that self-actualized person. See, Abraham Maslow, who created the hierarchy of needs, he acknowledged that the apparent rarity of self-actualized people, I mean, there's not a lot of people out there. I tell people all the time that my training's not for everybody. If you don't want to be better, if you think you walk on water, if you think you're perfect, if you think you're God's gift to this world, if you think your spouse is lucky to have you, if you think your kids are lucky to have you, if you think that, that you're all the cat's meow, yeah, this training's probably not for you because your ego's too big for you to fit inside my room with other people. So Maslow realized that, that there's a rarity of people who really want to push themselves to be the best version of themselves. He argued that most people are suffering from a psychopathology of normality. Isn't that great? Someone write that down. That's good. Maslow said that most people are suffering from a psychopathology of normality. Boy, that's why America is becoming China and Russia. I mean, let's be honest. We're no different than China and Russia. We persecute our political opponents. We don't have open, fair elections anymore. Uh, we, we, right? we don't have freedom of speech. A friend of mine, Adrian Lyles, who does the, the pull movement, who really rages against race. You know, he, he was on there talking about the Duke basketball uh, or um, volleyball player. She's the only black girl on the Duke team, and she was playing uh, BYU, and she complained that somebody, a fan, was telling racist remarks at her because, of course, she's the only black person on Duke's team and most likely probably on BYU's team, so probably the only black person on the court. I don't know if that's true or not, but it did say she was the only black person on Duke's team. And so they got this person kicked out, and he's banned now from ever going back. They interviewed all the people in the stands around him, and everybody said there was no racial slurs. The guy was kicked out of there because he was impeding something or stopping people. He was harassing people, whatever. But he wasn't kicked out of there. From, but now the whole thing is this poor black woman had racial taunt set at her. And so Adrian Lyles was talking about, hey, I'm not going to disregard her. She probably did hear that, blah, blah, and I, I, Adrian's a friend of mine. I said, Adrian, I love what you write, but I kind of disagree with you. I, I I, don't believe it was said. I think it was her way to feel sorry for herself. She's been programmed because she's black and everyone else is white that she's a victim and they don't like her. And so when people are saying things that they would automatically say to the opposing team, whether they're white, yellow, brown, or black, she took him as racial. Remember, everything's a dog whistle now. Everything's a dog whistle. And so so I put that on there. I put on there that, hey, Adrian, I probably disagree with you. I love your writing, disagree with you. I don't believe it was said uh, because we all know. And I said this, because we all know that all white people are evil and all black people are victims. Uh, and if you say anything goes against the narrative, it's not acceptable. And so Facebook banned me. They said I violated my hate speech. So I was being facetious and saying, you know what, it, uh, they're all white. I don't believe that at all. So I was being facetious, but they said I was saying that, and so they locked me up in Facebook jail. I appealed to as nope, nope. I mean, I was being lighthearted. I was playing with Adrian. But this is the world we live in. This is why people are told to shut up, sit down, don't rock the boat. Can't we all just get along? Because normality Because it's a psychopathology of normality. And what's going on right now is we got this crazy world that now the deep state and the narrative in America wants you to believe it's the new normal and be okay with it. And be okay with teaching our kids this, uh, that it's okay to be sexually active at five years old. Teaching our kids it's okay to go to drag uh, events and put dollar bills and drag queens stripping for you. That it's okay to change your sex at five years old and not tell your parents. It's okay to go to school and change into girls' clothes and use a girl's name and then change back into your boy clothes and use your boy name when you go back home. This is what we're doing to people. And the nail that sticks out the furthest gets hit the hardest. I mean, our president is going to go on the live uh, stream today on all the networks and tell how the threat to America are Republicans. They are existential threat. Here's the president. of the United States is going to basically turn 45 percent of the country against 40 percent of the country. And when someone's a threat, an enemy of the state, a threat to democracy, then it's OK to kill those people. It's OK to hurt those people. I mean, what we're setting up right now is ugly. And this is why we got to go back to the one thing we can do, and that is work on being the best version of ourselves. See, unlike Sigmund Freud, whose psychodynamic approach was focused on unhealthy individuals engaging in disturbing conduct, Maslow was associated with the humanistic approach, which focuses on healthy individuals. So characteristics of self-actualized individuals. Abraham Maslow, by the way, based his theory on case studies of historical figures whom he saw as examples of self-actualized. So these were people like uh, Albert Einstein, uh, Ruth Benedict, I don't really know who she is, I could look it up, Eleanor Roosevelt. And what Maslow did is he examined the lives of these people in order to assess the common qualities that led to each becoming self-actualized. And based on Maslow's description of self-actualizers, one can find several striking similarities, um, it's amazing. So a couple of things, self-actualized people are accepting of others as well as their own flaws. I lead with my flaws and I teach people. We all fall short of the glory of God. That's why we got to quit asking for justice. I tell you right now, everybody's paid no justice, no peace, no justice, no peace. You know what most people do when justice come knocking out their door? They don't answer the door. Or have you ever seen those cop shows? They go out the back door when justice is at the front door. That's why cops now go around the back door, wait for the person to run out the back door. Because when justice comes knocking at the door, guess what? We don't open the door. We run out the back door. You know what I'll open the door for? Mercy. For grace. For understanding. And Jesus said, I stand outside the door and knock. If you would just open the door, I will come in and sup with you. See, self-actualized people are accepting of others as well as their own flaws often with humor and tolerance. Not only do self-actualized people fully accept others, they're also true to themselves rather than pretending in order to impress others. Self-actualized people also tend to be independent, resourceful. They are less likely to rely upon external authorities to direct their lives. Um, What are some other things? Self-actualized people can cultivate deep and loving relationships with others. Again, I've walked with 15,000 people through my leadership training. I have more deeper, intimate relationships with people than uh, about 100 people combined. I'm just being honest with you. I was forced to do that. It wasn't my choice. It was God's choice. Self-actualized people have a tendency to exude gratitude and maintain a deep appreciation even for the commonplace blessings in life. Self-actualized people can often discern between the superficial and the real when judging situations. We are called to have discernment. We are called to judge. Seldom uh, self-actualized People seldomly develop uh, depend. Sorry, depend upon their environment or culture to form their opinions. See, remember we talked about fingerprints, and the loop fingerprint is we're very impre- we're impressed by the environment. We're affected by the environment. See, those of us with whorls, I have a majority of whorls. We don't let the environment affect us. Remember, in the study of epigenetics, uh, we are told that we are basically a community of 300 trillion cells, all driven by our environment, and the greatest environment we live in is the one we never escape. That is between the stimulus and the response. Whether you share your bed with anybody else, we all have to sleep with ourselves. Do you like the company you keep when you close your eyes? See, self-actualized people seldomly depend upon their environment or culture to form their opinions. See, I'm not going to change my feelings and my values based on America's changing. America's become a Marxist. America's anti-God, the spirit of the Antichrist is alive in America. Uh, anti-white. America has become racist, openly racist, as long as you're racist against white people. But it's okay to be racist. Remember, racism is using skin color to determine something. It's a determinant. See, self-actualized people have a tendency to view life as a mission, which calls them to a purpose beyond themselves. Don't you hear that? I talk about that all the time. And critical evaluation is what's needed, Despite the popularity of self-actualization as a concept associated with positive psychology and motivation, it does not cease to draw criticism. People think it's all about themselves and building themselves up. That's not what it's about. Maslow's hierarchy says self-actualized people have peak experiences. They possess self-acceptance and a democratic worldview. They are realistic. They tend to be problem-centered. The self-actualized person is autonomous. They enjoy solitude and privacy. They have a philosophical sense of humor. Self-actualized people are spontaneous. Self-actualized people fully enjoy their journey, not just the destination. It's not self-transcendence. Self-transcendence is the overcoming of the limits of the individual self and its desires in spiritual contemplation and realization. That's not what I'm talking about. Self-actualization is becoming the best version of ourselves. To be under construction. Work are going to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. That's what I do at likeitmatters.net. That's what I've been doing for 30 years. That's what this radio show is about. That's why if you go to blog, I send out scripture every day to those who want to receive it. About 1,000 people get it. That's why biweekly I do a podcast called Living Life Like It Matters that you can find on anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And I do a daily radio show. Why? So I can help you become the best possible version of yourself. And that's what we're talking about today on Like It Matters, Self-Actualization. We'll be back after these commercial messages.
4: Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who
2: recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another
4: level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net.
0: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
1: If you love military guns and memorabilia, then come to Crocodile Productions' military gun and collectibles Show September 17th and 18th in Hastings. Buy, sell, and trade Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 9 to 3 at Hastings Ice Arena in Hastings. Go to crocodileproductionsinc.com for details. Are you or a loved one struggling with drug or alcohol use? Maybe you're not sure if it's addiction or if treatment's needed. If so, you're not alone. According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 19.3 million people aged 18 or older had a substance use disorder in the past year. Hazelden Betty Ford offers a free confidential assessment. Inpatient, outpatient, and virtual options are available. It's time to take back your life. Hazelden Betty Ford can help. This message sponsored by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and the station. Take a listen to this
5: comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening.
2: For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career, I spent time in supervision and management. So I've been to a lot of leadership training, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program, I went back later on as a facilitator. So. I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic, it was intense, it was powerful, you know, it was, it was amazing, it was amazing.
5: Leadership Awakening. Change your heart, change your mind, change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Black. And today, we are talking about the top of the pyramid, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And the very top of that pyramid is something called self-actualization. It's the ability to... To become the best version of yourself. Uh, I wanted to add one last piece to this. Uh, I was reading an article from the Scientific American, uh, Scott uh, Barry Kaufman. And this was written in November of 2018. And what he did is he combed through Maslow's writings. He created an initial scale with 92 items spanning 17 characteristics of self-actualized people. After rigorous testing, he found that 10 of Maslow's proposed characteristics of self-actualization stand up to scientific scrutiny. Remember, follow the science. What our administration, the Democrats, want you to follow is political science, not real science. We all know that conception begins. I mean, life begins at conception. We all know that God created man and woman, too. That's it. That we're told all those things. Now, you can make stuff up. And pretend all kinds of other stuff but there's no science there there's the same amount of water on this planet we're a closed system there's the same amount of water on this planet as has always been on this planet we don't lose water it's the same amount there's seven years in the tribulation and there's a thousand millennial year rule uh, and then god says i will melt the planet the new jerusalem will come down the earth will melt So 1,007 years are left on this planet, plus whatever's before we get the tribulation. And I wonder, what are you Christians saving the planet from? God's going to melt this puppy in 1,007 plus years. So until then, it's pretty good. God's God. God's omniscient, all-knowing. God can't learn anything or it ceases to be God. I mean, you don't think God's in control? This is where it comes down to. This is silly. You're following political science. You're not following real science. But what this guy in Scientific American, sounds very scientific, Scott Barry Kaufman, November 2018, said he found that 10 of Maslow's proposed characteristics of self-actualization stand up to scientific scrutiny. Not bad, considering a list was proposed 70-plus years ago. So he says here is what he put together, 10 characteristics of self-actualized people. Why? If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. And by the way, Dr. Charles Garfield uh, wrote a great book called Peak Performers. And Peak Performers, uh, it's stunning because peak performers are very similar to this self actualized See, a performance is an attempt to communicate and publish a private viewpoint. A performance can be defined as when an individual actively enacts a skill at a particular designated moment. Even when the individual has all the relevant skills and motivation perform at their maximum level, the majority of individuals are inconsistent in their performances and often do not perform up to the potential they are capable of performing. That's what we call good enough. See, the more effective a performer is able to access and select the most relevant knowledge and skills on demand under pressure, you hear that, under pressure, the more effective they are at performing at their optimal potential. And what I do is I create an environment in my training where people can function at a high level in a stressful environment. People always naturally want to reduce the tension in my classroom, make it more comfortable. I say, no, if at any point you're comfortable this weekend, you're doing something wrong because our comfort zone is a graveyard. That's where things go to die. We want to be uncomfortable. That's where we grow. See, peak performance is a subjective state of mind that is rare and is often involuntary in occurrence. That's what happens in my training. People get in a peak performance state of mind. It takes them a day to get there. Peak performance is defined as superior use of human potential, where an individual experiences a strong sense of power and performs up to and sometimes exceeds their full potential at a particular task. That's why people's life change in my training at likeitmatters.net, because people have a peak performance experience that they never have outside of a football or a baseball field. Many individuals report that peak performance is a holistic experience and is transcendental in nature. People have a very spiritual experience in my training because it's a peak performance thing. See, the problem is that peak performance is elusive. It's fleeting. The current challenge is to intentionally create episodes of peak performance through applied skill training techniques. That's what Like It Matters does. That's what Leadership Awakening does. That's what Leadership Adventure does. That's what our EQ Communicating with Power does. That's what we do on this radio show Monday through Friday daily from 11 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time. And you can listen live anywhere in the world. By live stream at freedom1570.com. And then after it's over, within 30 minutes, John, my good friend and producer, he posts it on the Internet. So then go to likeitmattersradio.com and you can listen to it in podcast form. See, by studying principles of pink performance, researchers and practitioners have been able to teach athletes skill training that enables them to perform mentally at the most optimal level of performance. Performing at optimal levels of performance is often referred to as being in the zone. Uh, Mikhail Chiksetmihalyi, Russian physicist, wrote a great book years ago, highly recommend it, called Flow. That's what he's talking about. Being in the zone is important because when an athlete's physical skills don't differ much from competition to competition, it is significant that they consistently perform at their peak during each competition. Now, listen to this last sentence. Most athletes and coaches claim that at least 40 to 90 percent of success in sports is due to mental factors. It's a mental battle. The battle is in the mind. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is our power and our freedom. So, what well, Scientific America came up with the ten characteristics of self-actualization that are scientifically based. One, continued freshness of appreciation. I can appreciate again and again, freshly and naively, the basic goods of life with awe, pleasure. Do you thank God for the basics, for breath? Do you thank Him for your teeth? Do you thank Him they have the ability to move and walk? Do you thank Him for a good wife or a good husband? How about acceptance? I accept all my quirks and desires without shame or apologies. Told you, I, Romans 3.23 says it clearly. This is why it's hard to do this without a, without a basing in God of the Bible. Romans 3.23 says we all fall short of the glory of God. God says I demand perfection. God says if you've broken one of my commandments, you've broken them all. And none of us can be perfect. That's why we're given the Ten Commandments to show us that we need a Messiah, that we need a Deliverer, that we need a Christ. That Christ just means anointed one, the Messiah, Authenticity. Uh, Self-actualized people have authenticity. I'm real. Whether you like me or not, the guy last night didn't like me because I don't play games. I'm real. He thought I was attacking him. No, I was being real, authentic. I can maintain my dignity and integrity even in environments and situations that are undignified. I don't lower myself to the environment. I maintain my standards no matter what the environment. Equanimity. I tend to take life's inevitable ups and downs with grace, acceptance, and equanimity. Isn't that great? You accept the good with the bad. Isn't that what Paul said? I'm I'm appreciative in the good stuff and the bad stuff. When I had a lot, when I had a little. Purpose. Man, that I'm a purpose-driven guy. I tell you, why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day? What stirs you up? Why did God save you for those who are children of God and not take you off this planet? Undoubtedly, he's got a job for you to do. Purpose. Do you feel a great responsibility and duty to accomplish a particular mission? Why do you get up each day, right? Efficient perception of reality. Isn't that great? Efficient perception of reality. In other words, I'm always wanting to get at the real truth about people and nature. Remember, it was Jesus who said the truth will set you free. But it was Garfield who said, first, it's going to make you miserable. You don't have to like the truth. This is all about building rapport, establishing rapport. Getting out of your map reality and step into another person's map reality. You don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it. You just have to understand it. Because with understanding opens a door, a bridgeway, a gap, if you will. It allows you to bridge that gap, to stand in the gap, to reach a hand out. And do the three F's of conflict resolution. I understand how you feel. I felt this way. And this is what I've found. As you meet them where they're at, but you don't leave them where they're at. That's what God does. God said, told us that these things I did, you're going to do far greater things. We're supposed to be imagers of God. So when people look at us, they see Jesus. They see God. They see loving, compassionate, giving, caring. Why do you think I built a house for one of my orphanages in Uganda at $12,000 when I can't even pay my own mortgage? Why do you think right now for Kawuki? Uh, and our other, another one of our orphanages that we're buying the land and just put down $3,500 on a, a purchase agreement and we got to pay $3,000 over the next 90 days. And then that land is theirs that they've been renting and leasing, been behind on for 10 years. Now they're going to own it and then we're going to start agri. Aggreg- why? Because I understand who I am and why I'm here. Always wanted to get the real truth about people in nature. And it's one thing to be poor in a rich country. It's another thing to be poor in a poor country. Humanitarianism. I have a genuine desire to help the human race. That's why I do what I do in India and Uganda and in Tampa Bay with Jimbo uh, and in Sturgis with the freebikewash.org. Peak experiences. I often have experiences in which I feel new horizons and possibilities of opening up for myself and others. That's leadership awakening. That's leadership adventure. That's power goal setting. And the last one, I'm sorry, the ninth one, good moral intuition. I can tell deep down right away when I've done something wrong. I easily get convicted. And lastly, a creative spirit. I have a generally creative spirit that touches everything I do. See ladies and gentlemen, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. What type of duck are you? Are you a self-actualized duck? Are you a duck making excuses? Are you a victim duck? Are you a duck with all the reasons why not in the world? Go to likeitmatters.net, check it out. Listen daily to this radio show. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
6: Hi, this is Scott at the Kingdom Builders. We chose this name as an act of faith to identify with something greater than ourselves and our business. We believe in and identify as citizens of a kingdom, God's kingdom. The Lord Jesus Christ spoke often about the kingdom in his teachings. He repeatedly said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Repent means to turn around, to make a 180 degree change of course, to acknowledge that we have rebelled against God and we need to return back to God. We believe that we can be brought back through the work of his son, Jesus Christ. It is Jesus who paid the penalty, the due payment for our rebellion. So in the name The Kingdom Builders, we indeed are a company of builders, but we also want to be about the Lord's work in our own lives and in the lives of those around us. To that end, we proclaim that the kingdom of heaven has come near. If you'd like to know more about that kingdom, we'd love to chat with you. Find us at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com